Do you want to sing your song, your two phones song, before the pod starts? I really only know the the two phones part. <laughs> sing it. I got two phones. That's all I remember. It's like one <laughs> one for the club and I don't know chicks and drugs. Why do you assume chicks, drugs, and clubs? I'm pretty sure that's what it's about. I just can't remember the, the so lyrics. So you don't know the words, but you're going to jump right to those things? No, that's what I... That's what I, I got, like, two phones, one... F- I don't know. I don't remember. I'm putting this on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Art of the Dive, the second preseason pod. We're putting it together here. We're ready to rock. We still have a little bit of time until the official FPL EPL season kicks off, but this week we are doing a watch list podcast. In years past, we've kind of done like a premium mid-price budget pod um, where we've we've done one of each, and that's what a lot of the other podcasts do. Instead, this year, we thought that we'd kind of just make it a a watch list focused pod. And so the idea behind this is what types of things are we looking for? What types of players are we watching in the preseason to kind of see what's going to happen with them? going forward to see if they're going to make it onto our teams. I've got Jake here. He was just trying to sing a song that he didn't know the words to. Jake, how are you, buddy? Uh, hanging in there. Pretty tough life for you? Are you you're already Because last last week you were excited about the start of FPL, and uh, this week already in in the dumps, huh? Well, the exciting, the exciting part is waning, uh, getting stressed about team, uh, you know, just what am I going to do? How can I better from last year? It's it's hard. The more you look at it, the more you worry. And then just life in general is always hard. So I'm still excited, but it's definitely on the decrease. Yeah, it was interesting. This was the first time since basically the end of the FPL season this last year that in our group chat with all of our buddies uh, that teams were starting to get slung around, that we were talking about selection and what our teams were going to look like and, and things like that. Yeah, I was excited. It's hard to get the guys to look at it this early usually, um, but but that's a good sign uh, for things to come this year. I think it's going to be a good uh, mini league that we have. Yeah, well, uh, I'm excited too. It's too bad that you're so upset, but um, you know we we've got a lot coming down the pipeline here. You know, we launched our our Patreon. It's taking off well. We'll talk about that a little bit later. You know, starting to chat with a lot of people on Twitter. Um, you know, it's starting to now change from the group of people online that so like two weeks ago it was the crazies kind of right like just the people that really 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 liked fpl were on and now it's starting to integrate right like it's a good blend of people uh that are online you've been a little bit more active on twitter and on our slack and stuff right what's the general feeling that you're getting yeah more more with slack trying to be a little bit better about twitter but mostly slack i i feel it's getting to that point where you're just seeing now teams upon teams getting thrown out there and it's like i don't i don't need to see see that uh that that will, do you just kind of want to respond like that will never work um <laughs> but but i mean it's okay it's the beginning of the year i've i've finished tinkering i haven't looked at my team in three or four days i've just been kind of following up on like the news and transfers um, who's been playing a little bit in preseason because that stuff it, it matters to a point you have to kind of take it I don't, I don't know what the best like um, take it from behind yeah yeah to, you know that's the no, saying yeah <laughs> that's not the saying I was going for but well pretty close know, though with look look through it with uh skeptical glasses i guess that's not really a saying but that's how i feel about that's it all, that's not a saying that's look through it with skeptical glasses yeah you know some of it matters for <coughs> sure i think some of it does matter and but most of it doesn't well of, no of course it matters a lot of it does right but um not t- you know right now it's a lot of the lineups are experimental a lot of the lineups are heavy with youth um we've got uh, a number of players that are still returning to squads uh, fitness levels are all completely different and so I would say like as we start getting kind of closer to the start of the season we're what like three weeks out right from the first game week um, yeah you know, it's I would crazy. Say, like, yeah weeks. like next week seems like a week to me that I'd start to very seriously start considering lineups obviously you're watching what's going on and results and guys that score and things like that you want to know but 
I don't, for me, it's not necessarily about preseason form, right? That's not what I'm really looking for. I'm looking more for minutes and position Mm -hmm. and team makeups, right? So like who's playing where on which teams um, and, and that's what I'm looking at. Yeah, solid points. I I agree wholeheartedly. You know, like Lester just played a four one four one, so that's what I'm more interested in. It doesn't really matter that Matto didn't play. It's, right. it's that Rogers ended the season with a four one four one. He's starting the preseason with a four one four one. Yes, that may change. Who knows? But that's more important to me. Right, and that's important just to to kind of like continue this conversation because I think it's an important one. That's important because. One of the big questions right now is how does Maddo, how do Maddo, Perez, Tielemans, Vardy, right? Like how do all those interesting guys that are really at the right price for FPL um, on, a, you know, a mid or upper mid table team fit into a squad? Uh, and we need to have confidence that if we select them in our squad that we know they're going to get minutes. And so that's why we're kind of peaking that stuff at this point in the season. Agreed. Yeah, of course you do, Jake, because it's genius. It's like genius. I could I'm it's like I'm the Albert Einstein of FPL. That's what it feels like sometimes. Yeah. Did you like flunk out of high school too, or I, I wish I did. I really wish I did. <laughs> Can you imagine how good we'd be at FPL if we just quit high school? Yeah. Traditional schooling systems don't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, that's kind of the preseason chat. Uh, like I said, we're going to be getting into kind of like what people are watching and what Jake and I are, are looking at players that we're kind of thinking about in the different price brackets and stuff like that. Um, reminder to, to join League Dive if you haven't yet. Uh, the league code is HHJNO7. Uh, we have almost 400 people in the league now. Uh, you know, I got to say, I, I know I'm, I catch myself saying this a lot on our podcast, but when we started the podcast a couple years ago, you know, we were hoping to just have like 20 people in our league last year when we launched it. Uh, and we, you know, had a, a decent little league last year and it's just growing and growing and growing. It's really cool. So please join HHJNO7. And then another kind of interesting announcement um, of a follower for the podcast, um, someone who's really involved in our Slack channel, helps run a lot of the Slack stuff, um, FPL Gaz, uh, is going to be creating and running a zombie league for the pod gang. So if you're a listener of the of the pod and you want to do a zombie league, Gaz is throwing one together. Um to to get or to join you need to get an unspecified this is a great it's a great idea actually to join you need to get an unspecified family member or housemate to create a team this is an absolute set and forget team once game week one deadline hits you cannot make any changes no subs or formation changes transfers chips or captain changes and then gaz said that he'll be putting together a little script that he'll run that'll check if there's any activity um, like if you change your team or whatever, and then you get booted if you do that. Jake, have you ever done a zombie league before? No, and I am excited to d- join this league that uh, he's putting together. It's funny because one of the things I was going to bring up before we get into questions, which we're excited to answer, I- I've heard a lot of things on a couple podcasts that I've listened to about, again, the theme of it's only a few weeks, you're going to wild card right off the bat anyways. And looking at the schedule so far, I'm more like, oh, I I don't want to do that short-term punts. I think I can put together a really solid team of guys that I wanted to hold on to for a while. Maybe I won't be wild carding. The only reason I bring it up is because I'm like, am I creating a zombie team? Question mark. That's kind of like where I'm at right now. Who knows? That was a roundabout <laughs> way to get there. It was roundabout, but but I mean, if you look at the fixtures, Liverpool, Man City, um, Bournemouth, uh, Everton, they all have really good <laughs> fixtures, and those are the guys that I feel like most people had on their team anyways last year. Uh, obviously, you're going to make a few changes here and there, but... You know, I, I was not just on your zombie my, league team. You're not, not on my zombie league team, but, but even maybe not on my regular team. Who knows? Well, well, yeah, I I think that's a great point to explore at some point in the podcast. But can we finish talking about the zombie league or no? 
Yeah, we can finish the zombie league. Okay, so Gaz is running the zombie league. Um, I think that you should, if you do it, I really think you should do it the way that he's suggesting. Like having a family member or a housemate, like somebody random, pick the team. I'm going to have my wife do it or my puppy. Might do have my puppy do it or my three sexy ladies, which are my chickens that I, I just got at my house. I'm super excited about that, by the way. I had to get it on the podcast. Hmm. Interesting. I call them my three sexy ladies. They lay eggs for me. Is that why you've been coughing more? You have avian influenza now? I do have a bit of a cough. I'm going to guess it's some sort of avian virus that I'm going to die from. Yeah. Perfect. The CDC will be coming to your door shortly. Hashtag can't wait. Uh, If you want to join the zombie league, the code is H4R6G8. I'll say that one more time. H4R6G8. And Gaz says, and remember... You should died. I don't get it. And remember, you should died. Oh, okay. I get it this time. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need me to explain it to you? Nope. I got it. Thanks. I'll explain it to you because you don't get it. I can tell you don't get it. So <laughs> no, I do get it. I get it. It's like instead of you should dive, it's you should died. Right, it's a play on words, Jake. So yeah, yeah. let me rewind the whole thing for you just because I want to make sure that we're all on the same page. So at the end of every podcast, we've now recorded 61 episodes. At the end of every podcast, the dullard co-host uh, says, and remember, you should, and this is where it gets interesting, he says, you should dive. And as you may or may not realize, dive has to do, Jake, with our podcast, the art of the dive. And so what we're mm-hmm. doing is we're, we're using that as an action verb, if you will, right, to dive. Mm-hmm. And we're saying you should mm-hmm. dive. Now, what Gaz has done here is, is quite interesting, Jake. And this is where it really gets funny. He's replaced dive with the word died. <laughs> yeah. Wouldn't it be die, though? You should die? Well, well you know, because he's trying to, it's, it's a play on words, you know. Okay. He's trying to, trying to keep the fanatical... Or phonetics, not fanatical, the phonetics of it all together. Yeah, yeah, I think die would have worked better for well, me, but whatever. Jake, well, you're an idiot, okay? That's the difference, so. Yeah, the dullard co-host, that's, that's what you. I'm here for. <laughs> Thanks, Gaz, for running that. So join that league, um, but make sure you don't put your normal team in it. You got to put a different team in it, okay? Uh, all right. So let's get into some specifics of FPL, Jake. We've got a number of things that people have kind of wrote in that they are watching for. And then you and I kind of put together some lists of uh, premiums, mid-priced, and then um, kind of like budget players that we're going to be watching during this preseason. Um, Rather than doing a bunch of separate pods for it, we thought we'd kind of just put them together because, you know, you and I were kind of talking about it, Jake. Like, there's a lot of players in the game. Uh, and what did we say, were you, you and I were talking the other day, what did we say we thought like the actual percentage of players that are, for the most part, are actually in play? 10%. Yeah, I think, I don't know if that's like true, but that seems like roughly, I mean, maybe a little more, right? Like maybe 15 mm-hmm. to 20% of the players are actually in play. But like when we start looking at actual like reasonable ownership of players, you know, 10 to, 10 to maybe 20% of the players are actually in play and the rest of them are hardly considered either because of uh, limited minutes or starts. Um, they're priced out of the game. Uh, or they don't fit in, right? You can only have so many players that you can fit into a team. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I think that we can get it down into this one podcast. We'll we'll see how it goes. So let's talk a little bit about some of these things that people wrote in about. Um, we don't need to go into detail on all of them because we'll probably hit them like as we get into the pod. But um, Sean McColl said that he's 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 looking at who has the left back spot nailed for City. I think that's a great question. Um, he's looking at how Perez is playing for Leicester and who has the center back spot nailed down next to VVD at Liverpool. I mean, are there any of those things that you want to hit on right now, Jake? Well, let's start with Perez. Um, he's an exciting player. Actually, I take that back looking at the sheet. Let's end with Perez because it goes into the next question. I, I don't think anyone knows who's going to be starting next to VVD. I think it's a lie if you say you do. Uh, I also think that right now the left back spot is a difficult question 
it looks like Zinchenko, um, but Mendy is going to be coming back and definitely going to be fighting for that spot. So that's a, that is a risky spot in general, I feel, to start with him. Um, I would be much more willing to pay the extra million to have Laporte on my team. Yeah. I don't know. And then I don't know. What are your thoughts between Matip and Gomez? Do you think one has... Uh, I, and I guess Lovren as well, we should talk about. Yeah, I, I, my personal opinion is that of the three of them, Gomez is the most talented uh, second option there. Um, the other side of that, though, is that Gomez is also quite comfortable in that right back position where Trent mm-hmm. plays. And I think that Trent is the first choice. But by keeping Gomez out of the center back spot, you have that potential for some rotation there, right? Where Lob, or excuse me, Klopp keeps himself um, flexible in terms of, of squad structure. So I don't know what's going to end up happening. I mean, Matip played quite well through most of the second half of the season when a lot of those injuries were occurring to the, the other two players. And um, I think Lovren's probably third choice there. That's just, just my thought. But um what about this whole uh, Perez situation, right? So he finished the year out on an absolute buzzing high at Newcastle. And then Lester uh, by him. Now, I mean, I knew that he was, I knew that they obviously bought him to play him, but I didn't realize, I guess, that he was like so wanted by the team. You know what I mean? Like I didn't realize how important they, they saw him being. Um, FPL, uh, or excuse me, Fredo, FPL Fredo is his Twitter handle, posted uh, one of the quotes from Brendan Rodgers. And here's what he said about Perez. He said, um, we have to score more goals. If we want to pro- uh, progress, we have to get more goals into the team. Hence the idea of be- bringing someone like Perez in. Even tonight when he's not fit, he probably could have scored three goals. He just has that knack for arriving into the box to score to get shots on target. And then he finished it with, uh, it's something that we want to do this year. We have to score goals. Wow, Brendan Rodgers, you are an innovative manager. Uh, if we want to progress we have to get more goals into the team so um yeah i mean he's just talking about like how that they're it sounds like they're gonna be leaning on him right yeah here's the here's the hard thing all three of these lester options perez Mato, and uh, telemans i think are reasonable mm-hmm. i think that's what makes it hard personally i have a feeling that they're gonna continue to play a 4-1-4-1 I think Vardy's going to play up top. I think Albrighton's going to play as the left winger and then Perez as the right. And then I think Maddo and Tielemans are going to sit in behind him. And I think in the defensive mid spot, they're going to have Mendy. Um, So all of them are going to kind of be in that midfield. I think Perez is obviously the most attacking of the three. Personally, it's... Perez and Tielemans are higher on my list because of their cost. You save the extra half mil, and I think they will return as much as Matto this year. Yeah, so um, I, I just don't get the seven. I don't get why they're half a mil cheaper than Matto. I mean, I guess Perez was going to be on Newcastle, so maybe that was the thought behind that. Right. So, yeah, FPL Nick was then just asking, like, Perez or Madison, who would you go with? So I, I think I agree. Perez probably seems the best pick there, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. I do like Tielemans, though. I, I just I know there's a lot of talk about his XG being a little bit too high, um, you, you know, and like he'll regress this year. But same argument could be made for Hazard. And I just think Tielemans at the age of 24 is a fantastic player. And he's one of those guys that is going to just kind of outperform his XG because he's so good. Um, so I don't think you can go wrong with either of those to start personally. Okay. Um, Neil wrote in staying away from premium strikers and heavy on the D. So trying to get the most bang for my buck with the mids uh, in all price ranges. And his comment is just seems the triple S is a good call. Sala, Sterling and Siggy on the same team. I I think if you can manage your team to get those three players in, that's a good call too. Um, Split FPL says uh, he's watching a few things. Uh, Kyle Walker Peters, Trippier is gone. Rumors that Rose could be out the door. So maybe KWP. Um, this is the trippier thing was weird. I I had no idea that that he would was on the chopping block. Like he was a player they were willing to give up. I I guess maybe I was just not 
keeping up with what was going on in the league. Also, for him to go to Atletico, I was kind of just surprised by it. I don't know why. Maybe it's just the thought of, like, English players not often going over to the Spanish league. I, I don't know if that's true mm-hmm. or not, but that's what I've always kind of thought. I mean, obviously, that's one to watch. We, we just don't know what's really going to happen there, do we, Jake? Yeah, it's all all weird, just the whole, you know, I thought he was there nailed on right back, but I guess maybe they feel they can fill that spot with another player like KWP or Aurier, and they'll be fine, which it's definitely reasonable. Yeah. The, the problem with Spurs last year is the amount of severe rotation with their defensive backs, even in center backs sometimes. Yeah. And I just don't know if that's going to change, but I will say it's he's a very interesting player to watch because of how much cheaper he is at 5 mil if he has somewhat of consistent starts, if they get rid of Aurier as well, or, or he just becomes the number one back there. He's probably the most interesting defender that's 5 mil and under for me. Yeah, I mean, if Rose goes... You got to figure that. Well, Davies also could come back into the team, right? And then you have Davies, mm-hmm. Arier, and, and Kyle Walker Peters. But you'd think that, you know, there's going to be a, a bargain there. Any of those three would be pretty good picks, right? I mean, you just got to figure out which one. So, yeah, you got to um, figure out which one's going to get the most time, which is impossible to know. Good call, Jake. You no, nailed but, it. Yeah. God. Anyways, um, Split, I feel, also said if Lukaku goes, does Greenwood actually have a chance of getting starts over Martial or Sanchez? Um, FPL Oakwell kind of commented the same thing. Did you guys hear um, the the comments from Ole on, on Greenwood? Sounds like he could be getting some game time. How big do the grapefruits need to be to start him in game, game week one? Um, by grapefruits, Jake, what do you suppose he's talking about? Uh, I'm thinking like, you know, fruit. Just types of fruit. But why would you need to have big grapefruits in order to make a decision on the player that you'd put in FPL? I have no idea. I just don't understand it. But I will say that Greenwood will very for sure be on my team. Um, would I start him? Probably not. Not against Chelsea either. It just seems a little, a little silly. Jake, what are grapefruits? <laughs> He's talking about balls. He's like, do you have enough? Do you have big enough balls to start Greenwood? You're gross, Jake. God. Why are you so perverted all the time? Why can't we just have one nice podcast? I don't know. It's just who we are. No, it's who you are, Jake. Don't bring me into this. Okay. Okay. Well, I mean, what are you? I mean, are your thoughts that you're going to be starting Greenwood, or do you want to stay away from him? Do you think he's going to be on your team? What do you think? He'll be in my squad. Yeah. If there's even a chance that he's going to play at 4.5, he's worth having. I'm all yeah. about having a throwaway forward, anyways. We'll talk about that next week when we kind of do more stuff on team structure. But I'm all about a throwaway forward, and if you can find a throwaway that even if he. Honestly, if he gets one point a week or like every other week he plays and, and maybe he scores a goal here or there, he's way worth it just to come in as a sub for me. So Very much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we'll use Emma's question here to kind of get into our premiums. So Emma just asked, like, I'm watching for where Paris plays at Leicester. Cheap defenders could own. How informed Abba came, Vardy, Son, and Locke are. What is happening in game time in terms of, of Rashford, Aguero, Spurs, and defensive rotation? Basically, Emma's watching every single thing in the entire world that she possibly could, which I don't blame her. That's kind of what it's about right now. Um, so I think we should kind of get into our premiums. My two cents on the whole premium thing is we can only have like a couple of them in our team. And you know, I think we should have two, I've talked about this, and again, next week we'll get into it more, but, you know, like two kind of captainable players. Um, I was talking with another FPL manager, and I'm blanking on his name right now, but he was actually kind of making an argument about game theory having one captainable player. Um, We'll talk about that next week a little bit more, but um, FPL Squid can kind of lead a question off for us. He says, who do you guys think will be the Sterling of this year? I'm guessing Jake will just say Sterling. Jake, yeah, I don't. I'm not sure about this FPL Squid guy. He's starting to kind of grind my gears. He um, asked one question, Jake. Yeah, it already is grinding my gears. I mean, what does he mean by that? Of course, it's going to be Sterling. You want a player to be like Sterling? It's going to be Sterling. Gosh, innovative. Um, 
<laughs> I don't know. I honestly don't see a player shooting up all the way to what he's done the past two years. You know, like, I just don't see Frazier outperforming, Siggy outperforming. I, I guess, like, maybe if Richarlison can put a full season together, I just don't think that's going to happen. So I guess my answer would be Richie from Everton. All right. Good. Good job. Yeah. Uh, okay. I don't don't know if that's true but all right anyways well i um, mean do you have an answer no no it's fine jake we're moving on okay we're moving on uh let's start with forwards kind of in the premium bracket there's really only a handful uh this year sergio aguero kane um obama yang vardy i mean i guess laka falls into there as well right um you know for me there's only like a handful of players that we could really even pick from in that bracket and i mean you know, since it's a watch list pod and we're not just talking about like these are the premium players, like what would you be looking for in the preseason with these types of players to feel confident enough to pick them? I mean, we've been on the book saying that we're not really into premium forwards, uh, but what would you be looking for if you wanted to, you know, possibly pick one of these guys for your squad? I don't I don't think it honestly matters as long as they're just not there's no news of injury then I think you're you're okay. I I think it's really challenging cuz I think Aguero is the the best out of these but he you're you're getting what you pay for. Um so it's just really challenging. I guess maybe like if Harry Kane is putting together some preseason games where he actually scores he would be an interesting player to consider because Spurs have a pretty good start to the season minus playing Man City. Right. So that that would be one player. I know all of FPL from England will be watching him anyways, but they'll be more than be watching, the, right? Yeah, that would be the one thing to to watch for. I mean, I think we know Aguero's gonna be up top. Vardy's gonna be up top. And Arsenal is just like it's a cluster. Who knows where Lacazette and Aubameyang are going to play? Like Aubameyang plays on the wing sometimes. He plays up top sometimes. But either way, he tends to get into good positions. I mean, again, he was the leading point getter last year amongst forwards. Okay. I, I The only thing I'm looking for, I guess, in, in kind of that list of players would be like, what's Firmino's role going to be this year? Mm-hmm. Um, so last year, I feel like it changed kind of not necessarily well i could use the word dramatically i mean he was dropping so deep last year and allowing Salah to take that space up in front of him and later in the year then Mane kind of started to fill that role um you know some people i know are arguing that Firmino could be a good option i'd just be interested to see how they plan to utilize him this year um hopefully seeing that in the preseason a little bit the other thing is Origi um really has has developed for them and I feel like he's a player as well that could take minutes for, from Firmino. So mm-hmm. um, just something to keep an eye on. But I guess I let's... Don't, oh, go I ahead. don't understand the argument for Firmino being a good choice, though. Like, that takes away... I mean, you have to think that their Liverpool defense is, again, going to be fantastic. Right. So you're either cutting off a Liverpool defensive player who both Robbo, Van Dyke, Actually, all three. Robbo, Van Dyke, and Trent all get you a ton of returns attacking wise and then you're not going to be going with the best player in the game who's been consistent two years in a row so i guess i would be really scared to go with firmino even if in preseason he's playing a little bit different of a role he's like the most stay away of all the forwards for me yeah bang bang on bang on jake yeah all right you banged it that's just how I feel. I mean, you can feel different. I, I just don't get the argument there. No, it's a good argument. I, I agree with you. I don't disagree. You okay. are right, Jake. You're so smart. Okay. Yeah, is that what you better. wanted to hear? Yeah, I like how this pot is going. Now I'm feeling I better. hate it. I hate this pot. I want to delete the whole thing. <laughs> God, let's just start over. Uh, midfielders. Again, I, I don't know that there's a ton to talk about, right? We kind of, in the premium, said... Guys like eight and up were kind of in that like premium midfield range. Obviously, mm-hmm. there's super premium, right? Like the Salas and Sterlings and Manes. And then you kind of have that like mid premium players with De Bruyne and Eriksen, Pogba, Siggy, Richarlison, you know, other guys like Son, Sane, Ali, Mahrez, Silva, right? They kind of fall in that as well. 
So again, I, I don't know that there's a lot to talk about with Salah and Sterling, you know, Mane. I think that those are players that people are going to have in their team. They're going to fit them in in different ways. Some will have two, some will have one. Um, I, there's not a lot that you have to watch in the preseason for that, right? Because they're all going to be in their sides when the season starts and they're all going to play tons of minutes. Yeah, agreed. The one, the most interesting player that I feel like has been debated as like a must, not like a must have, but a lot of people are putting them into him into their teams is uh, KDB. Mm-hmm. And he is an exciting price this year. He's never been this. I mean, I don't know when the last time he's been this cheap before I've played the game. Well, last um, year, he, he, last year he wasn't super expensive. He was either. 10 though. He was 10. Oh yeah. Well, he's nine, five, I guess. I don't know. That's another half mil. I, I mean, it's hard because he didn't play at all due to injury last year. And we know when he's healthy, he tends to play more. The, the question for me is what role is he going to play on the team? Yeah. Is he going to be like more of a defensive mid, holding mid? I mean, he can get a ton of assists from that position. But he's an interesting player just because of his, his um, new dropped price. And then also, you know, if Pogba can actually not miss a ton of penalties, he seems like a pretty good price at 8.5 and someone that hasn't been talked about a lot. Yeah, I agree with both of those. So you had made note on here like Sun, Sane, Ali, Mahrez, Silva, like staying away from those guys. Are you why? why yeah. What's your thought process behind that? Well, Sun. I mean, the suspension for Sun right. first off, but he kind of goes up and down. And the, the hard thing with Pochettino is how much he's changed his formation throughout the seasons, and it really affects um, all of the guys. Even Erickson. Erickson's the, probably the most prone to it. But um, when they play in like a diamond formation, they they tend to do well. And whoever's at that tip of the diamond formation tends to do well. Um, so like Ali had four of his five goals last year from game week 13 to 23. Like if he's up there, sure, he's great. But I don't know if he's going to be there. And then Sun, you know, scored eight goals in 10 matches when he was at the, the, the diamond formation at the tip of it. So it's like, how do you know who's going to be where with that team? It just seems really risky to go with Son or Ali because if they're not where they are able to score a ton of goals, I just don't want to start with them. I, it just seems like a huge risk. I'd rather bring them in after it's a little bit more settled and and not risk it right off the bat having to make a transfer game week one or two. Ali's always at the tip. Uh, always at the tip. <laughs> Remember that yeah. video that he had that came out last year? Uh, yeah, I've heard I've heard about it. You haven't seen it? Um, nope, I haven't seen it. I'll send it to you. Okay, perfect. Should I send it to you right now. Uh, no, that's okay. You can send it to me after this. Try wait till night, like late, late at night. Yeah, like late, late. If you know, you know. Those that are listening, gross. <laughs> okay, uh, premium defenders. Um, I mean, what are we looking for in this category, Jake? Obviously, there's a lot of talk about um, Trent, Robertson, Van Dyke, Laporte, the Dinge, um, you know, Chelsea back backs, um, and a lot of talk as well with managers going with four and five back systems, um, loading up and spending a lot of money in the back. Um, yeah. Are there things that we're looking for in the preseason or watching for in the preseason? I mean, for me, I, I am interested just to see, like I, I like I said, I think Trent is, the, I know Trent is the first first choice back, but I'm interested to see how Gomez is dis- deployed this year. Um, you know, is he going to be a rotation player with the center backs and the, the right outside back, Trent, or is he going to slot in there and be the starting center back? Then there's really nobody that would take minutes from Trent. Um, I'm interested in that. Other than that, you know, most of these players are very, 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 very nailed and are good for plenty of clean sheets and attacking returns this year. Agreed. So I, I do think there's not a ton to watch um, because I, I like a lot of the ones mentioned. The more interesting thing to me is what will Lampard do with Chelsea? Are they going to go back to having a little bit more attacking wingbacks? Is like Alonzo or Emerson on the left going to be a very reasonable option? And then, you know, the bigger question which relates to their defense and the ability to keep clean sheets is like Conte going to 
be back to like where he is more used to playing no, that's a great I, I, yeah that's a good know. question that's a really good question because with sorry they he tried to use Kante and Jorginho in in the same kind of position right um mm-hmm. making then Kante had to kind of get forward and get get out of that space and and it was not the right way to manage that squad when you have arguably one of the best uh ball winning central defensive mid players in the entire world yeah the best okay well <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just i'm just messing with you jake don't mess with me again all right all right no 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 no, 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 no. Oh. did you hear me yeah yes don't mess with me again Okay. Or I will send you that video of Allie now and make you watch it while everyone else is listening. Okay, I won't mess with you again. Yeah, exactly. That would be very, very embarrassing for you. Yeah, it would be. But I do think with Chelsea, that's the more interesting team. Like, they could get more clean sheets depending. You know, they have the same squad. Their offense is a huge question, but their defense is kind of pretty stable. I'm interested and no one really has talked about them and they're kind of all like a stay away and I don't I don't really understand why. I mean, there's some good prices in the Chelsea backline. We just have to see what that team's going to look like, right? So they're a great one to watch in the preseason, see how they line up and see what the tendencies are going to be from Lampard as as Agreed. a coach, right? So Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um that completes our premiums chat. Did we have Jake, do we have any Jake's mistakes? Um, I, Did you I mess anything up? Recently? I don't think so. Not that I know of. Last week we talked about the shirts, how you put the wrong logo on the 30 shirts that we ordered. That was good. Yeah, I, I don't think I've made any more mistakes like that. So that's the good news. Your whole life's a mistake. Yeah, I guess that could be on there. Yeah, let's just leave it at that. Uh, we're going to take a short break. When we come back, We'll talk a little bit about our Patreon and then uh, mid-price watch list and our budget watch list. So stay tuned. All right. Uh, I got to get a quick drink of water. Can you give me 30 seconds? Uh, Yeah, I guess. Shut the... Welcome back to the second half of the pod. We just finished talking about premium watchlist players. We're going to get into the mid-priced and budget watchlist players going into the, the second half of the pod here. But first, I just wanted to talk for a minute or two about our Patreon. Uh, Jake and I did set up a, a Patreon account. Um, we, if, For those that don't know, a Patreon account is a, a way to support uh, people that are, are creating content. Um, we already have some people that have signed up. Uh, so I just wanted to give a shout to a few people, a few of the new divers out there. Uh, the classic Bobby Love, who um, I was pretty upset that he subscribed because I hate Bobby. Uh, but now I have to be thankful for all of the love that he's giving us. So that's pretty hard to deal with. Uh, Kenny McDowell, Mr. McDonald, as I sometimes call him. Uh, Marvin Andre, who I think is someone else, but I don't know. So Marvin... I. I think you're an FPL account, like a Twitter handle. So is Patrick. I think it's Coil. Um, I think both of you are, but I don't know who your Twitter handle is. So you guys need to like tell me. And then uh, Stephen Toomey, who has just been like super, super supportive of our podcast. Stephen produces Pitching a Pint, another FPL podcast who we've talked about on our pod before. Uh, he's a pretty avid Watford supporter um, and does a lot of writing on his website about that. So make sure you check that out from him. Uh, so all five of them jake uh jumped into the uh the psl the psl tier of our uh patreon supporting cast pretty cool huh yeah it's the best tier it's the best it one is. It's, the, it's the top tier uh and if you if you join that tier they get uh, access to our dive slack channel uh they get a one-time jake diss which is uh is going to be interesting that they get to diss jake um We'll have to decide on how we're going to, I think, I think if you're in the tier, you should like, you can save it for when you want to do it in the year, but you only get to do it once. So like needs to be worth your time. You know, uh, you get a dive t-shirt, which we'll be sending uh, probably a couple months into the season. Uh, part of the reason for that is because we have to ship the shirts overseas, um, and they're going to be super expensive to ship. So, um, you know, this way if people dip out and decide that they don't want to be part of a, a Patreon supporter anymore, we understand, but at least everybody's, uh, 
Everybody came out even in that relationship. And then uh, the PSL Super League, which we're going to be launching probably this next week. Um, Anybody that's in this tier can join the league. Um, It'll probably be a smaller group of us, but it'll just be kind of a fun sub-league that we can can talk trash in. Uh, The tier below that is the, the Travis Shaw League. Um, access to the Dive Slack channel um, and, and access to the Dive Slack community team. So we're going to be doing a, a Dive community team. Uh, we're setting it up right now. Gaz and some other, Mario and some other people are helping us with that, uh, where we'll be voting on a team that we'll be doing together. It'll be kind of interesting. We'll chat about it on the pod quite a bit. So if you're interested and you listen to the pod a lot, this could be a fun way to just get yourself kind of involved with it. And then uh, the, the the minus 80s tier um is just the the intro tier that is just throwing us a little little dough to help us out with the podcast. So the reason we're doing this, just quick reminder, is podcasts cost money to run. So we are very appreciative of anyone that's able to help out in any way. Um, we're not going to change podcasts and only give them to certain people. Anyone that's already in the Slack channel gets to stay. Um, we're just doing it because we're trying to cover some of our costs. So thanks to the people that have started supporting and thanks to anyone that is considering it. If you'd like to, uh, you can find the link on our Twitter uh, or you can find it on our website, divefpl.com. So let's get into mid-price watch list stuff, Jake. Um, I guess we'll start with forwards kind of like we did before. This is definitely an area that there's some things to watch, right? Uh, I'm just going to fire off some forward names. Uh, Wilson, Jimenez, Giroud, Jota, King, uh, De La Faux, uh, Puki, uh, Barnes, Wood, Che Adams, Danny Ings. I mean, these are all guys that are kind of like in this mid-price, you know, like the six, six and a half to like eight range. And there's definitely some value to be found here. What players are you looking at or are you kind of interested in? Are you watching for in this uh, this offseason, Jake, or preseason, excuse me? Yeah, preseason. The most interesting players to me are kind of in this order. Adams, Shea Adams for Southampton. Um, and then Pookie and uh, Jerry, or excuse me, Giroux, Giroux. Um, kind of for different reasons. I mean, like, Adams is a new player coming up from the championship, but he had a ton of goals for, um, oh gosh, is it Birmingham City, I think? 22 goals. It, pretty ridiculous. And he's so cheap. You know, I was listening to another podcast and they said it really well. You you don't really need a ton of returns from a 6 or 6.5 mil forward to make them worth it. Yeah, right. And the hard thing, though, is there's just so many players in this bracket that, you know, you probably will pick the wrong one. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, but you know, Thomas Bracken said it. He wrote in also Che Adams um, could be this year's Jimenez. Like, he put a little question mark by it, but I do agree. He, Him and Puki, I think, are the two players that could be this year's Jimenez. Um, they're both in that 6.5 to 6 mil price range and they we don't know a ton about them but they did really really well they're exciting to me Giroud's just interesting because Chelsea had the transfer ban who else is going to play up there I don't know and Chelsea are you know they're top four side in the EPL so you'd think he'd at least get some returns by default yeah well batshit could play up there that's true. That's true. So that's, I mean, those are two players to just keep an eye on. Like, yeah. will it be Drew? Will it be Batshit? Who knows? So would you say then that you like Pukaki? Would you, that's something you're into? Yeah, I am. Uh, the only thing that's hard is his fixtures are terrible. So it may be one of those things where you start with King or Jerry D and then you switch once, you know, Norwich don't absolutely get blasted by terrible fixtures yeah i'd like to get a feeling for in this preseason if king or wilson are is going to be on penalties or someone else i know stanislas Uh, is a player that takes penalties for them he's you know this injury is going to keep him out um i don't know like when he's due back or if he's back um but i'm interested in that king wilson kind of penalty situation there um yeah so there's there's a lot to watch there and kind of see what happens um one thing that some people have been talking about is Dominic Calvert-Lewin over at Everton. Uh, he finished by playing quite a few minutes at the end of last year. 
and it seems like Tosin is out of favor there. Do they have another like traditional striker type that would play instead of him? No. <laughs> so that's interesting, right? Like who's going to get that spot? I don't know. I don't know. But that would be an interesting thing to watch in preseason because uh, DCL is at six, I think, right? Agreed. I just don't know if it matters because it seems like Richie and Siggy eat up all the goals. So I just That's don't true. know if even if he gets a lot of playing time, if he, I mean, he got 92 points all of last year. Um, Ings, who was injured for, I felt like the whole season also got 90 points. Um, so to me, like Ings or Adams are more interesting than DLC. I mean, I guess he definitely, or, uh, excuse me, DCL, like Calvert-Lewin may get more points just by default of playing more games. I just am not super excited about him. Um, And then the other thing is, I feel like if you're going with him, are you going triple Everton? Like, are you going with a a midfielder and a defensive back or or Pickford? And that's what makes it harder for me to, to sign him on board. I think that's probably fair. You, you just want some Pukaki in your life. I do want some Pukaki, but but honestly, and we'll talk about this more, Wilson to me is still the guy in this group. Um, he's pretty fantastic, and he missed, like, people seem to be forgetting he missed eight games, um, and he still scored the most out of all of this all of this group. I will admit, King being on pens is a really big downer, um, but I, I just think Wilson is the guy to have, and then albeit a little bit hard to move up to a player like Vardy, definitely hard to move up to a player like Kane, but like you could drop down to any of these players if you start with Wilson. It's going to be hard to move up to Wilson if you start with one of these 6.56 mil forwards. Okay, good, good. I like that. So let's talk Let's talk midfielders, uh, the kind of mid-price guys. Now there's a million players that we could talk about in this price bracket, and we've already kind of talked about the Leicester situation, so I think we can gloss over that for now. Um, but there's a lot of guys, right? Like uh, Fraser. Um, actually, side note, did you see the video that Bournemouth uh, Football Club put out um, of Eddie, like Eddie Howe mic'd up at one of their training sessions? No. Oh, it's pretty good. It's like, I don't know. It's, I mean, it's, it's nothing that like you didn't expect. It's just like, it's just interesting to hear him like coaching with the players. If you're somebody that kind of likes to see, you know, what goes on maybe a little bit more behind the scenes and, and how, you know, these coaches managers interact with one another. It was good. He kept calling out Frazier, um, we man. I think that's what he kept calling mm. him. Go at him. We man. That's good. Yeah. yeah. Well, we right. man's, you know, get the fuck into my team. I want him. You'd love a wee wee man in your team. I would love a wee. wee. I would love Pukaki and wee wee man in my team. Done. <laughs> I think you're confused on what you're saying right now, Jake. I I, I know it's 2019, so you know I, I'm not judging you. And I, if anyone else likes those things, that's great. But I I, I don't think you know what's coming out of your mouth. Yeah. Well, I know it's either. going in there. If you know what I'm saying, hey. <laughs> jake's mistakes (laughs) we need um we need like uh like a soundboard you know yeah like we could hit it and it'd be like jake's mistakes right we'd have like a couple sound effects i should get one of those put together that would be really funny hey maybe if we get enough patreon supporters that's the next step like an entire giant soundboard with like 500 different sound effects Mm -hmm. (laughs) i can't wait it's like that scene from family guy when brian and stewie are (laughs) We could working on the radio. Uh, that's so funny. Okay. Yeah. Um, what, who are some guys that we're interested in? I mean, the, the Zaha saga continues, right? It kind of seems like it's the same every year. Uh, that's something I'm keeping an eye on. He, you know, currently, like, if he was at Crystal Palace and is playing, he would be in my mm-hmm. team. Um, but I don't know what's going to happen there. Uh, you know, Felipe Anderson, Mikel Antonio, Redmond, Brooks. Uh, Decore, McNeil. There's a lot of guys in this in this in this situation. Who are you watching in the preseason, Jake? Outside of like the guys we've already talked about, I'm definitely interested in where Redmond plays. Uh, he had a pretty good end of the year with Hassan Huttle um, for Southampton. You know, he took a little bit of a price hike, but he's a 
good price at 6.5. Personally, I would, again, lean Perez and Tielemans, but he's someone I'm going to keep an eye on. Um, I'm interested in to see what Pereira is doing. He's always so difficult. I, for a second, I was like considering putting him into my team, but then I'm like, oh, I never know with him. But Watford have a really good start to the season. The I think the harder question, and you you touched on it, is like you answered you'd have Zaha on your team, but the question is is like Milivojevic on pens the better option and the more stable option you know he outscored Zaha even if you give Zaha the extra 10 points for clean sheets and the extra goal one points for goals um Milivojevic still outscored Zaha interestingly and I don't know if that's gonna happen again well because he was a forward last year he was classified as a forward and now is classified as a midfielder I think like this is off, maybe off by a point or two, but I think Milivojevic outscored him by a couple points still. I don't know. I mean, you know, Zaha gets a ton of cards. He gets a lot of injuries. It's just just something to consider. Yeah, it's a, no, it's a good point. I mean, it's food for thought for sure. I, yeah, I, I do. Now that you say that, it's kind of interesting. Maybe Milo's just kind of a safe pick that ticks along for you. Uh, kind of. He, he had a, the thing is, every goal he scored, I think, was a penalty this year, wasn't it? Yeah, he may have had like one goal in actual yeah. open play. It's it's quite ridiculous. That makes me a little nervous, right? Like Zaha at least has more chances or is in the areas that he could possibly score. He hasn't necessarily scored a ton of goals, but yeah, yeah I don't know. Well, he doesn't get to because he flops in the box and then there's a penalty. So then Milivojevic gets the penalty. That's true. Yeah, I mean, maybe you know, maybe you think like instead of Zaha, you just go towards one of those lesser options, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think Sanchez is an interesting one to watch. I, I, I want to say that. I I don't think that he's going to materialize in any way. He now picked up another hamstring injury. He's just always hurt now, basically constantly having hamstring injuries. Um, Do you and think it's because he's playing with his dog too hard? I guess, yeah. I mean, you're the vet, you know. I, I don't know. You guys see yeah, a lot I mean, of human hamstring injuries from dogs? Yeah, I would say fair amount. What about from chickens? Um, th- I don't know. I don't. I haven't treated a lot of people with chickens. I think more like back, low back injuries because you know bending over more because they're lower to the ground. But that's just yeah. a you know a hypothesis. Okay. okay. When you come visit me, I'll make you some eggs from my chickens. Perfect. Um, should we talk about Chelsea or is that just to stay away until we know more? <laughs> it's interesting. Every basically every Chelsea. There's there's a potential to be a lot of value there, right? They're all fucking six to seven. Literally every player, right? <laughs> there's there's all this like, and even like the back line and the forward situation there. There's a lot of potential value with that squad because they're very obviously, and in a, they're a good team. They're an elite team. They have a lot of talent, a lot of a lot of great players. Um, you know, a rich tradition of being high FPL scoring team. The question just becomes. Who do you pick? It's really hard. I, I don't really know um, because we just don't know enough about it. So of all the teams in the Prem this year, I'm most interested from a preseason watch list perspective in what Chelsea is doing. I think we can just leave it at that for now. Mm-hmm. And we can maybe after we see a few more preseason matches and hear a few more quotes, we'll have a better idea, hopefully, of what's going on. But, you know, like, like Pulisic just joined the squad uh, recently and, you know, we don't know exactly how he's going to plug in. I don't know that he's going to be like an elite Premier League player, but like at his price in FPL, you know, if he's playing every single match, he could be interesting. Um, It's hard to say. It really is. So should we uh, should we go on to defenders? Yeah, I think this will be a quick conversation Um, because like the mid price defenders, I guess, are five to five and a half mil. Um, I just feel like this is kind of like a dead zone. They, a lot of these players never really materialize and they don't join the upper echelon of premier defenders. And, and they don't like, for the most part, they just underperform and are a disappointment. Um, I mean, can you really think of any play? I guess like maybe Trent last year was, was he 4.5 though, even like he wasn't even, I think he was at five, wasn't he? Five. Okay, so like, yeah, there's like one player a year that I feel like really hits it off, and maybe that's Sinchenko, maybe that's Otamendi, um, maybe it's Kyle Walker-Peters. Who knows? Uh, 
the the only other players like I'm kind of interested in, I think Emerson, but he has to fight with Alonzo, so who knows? But if Emerson if Emerson plays every game for Chelsea, then yes. Um, Vertonghen's a little bit interesting because he's a nailed on center back for Spurs. The he's like the most nailed on player. Right. Um, and then I don't think it would be wrong to consider starting the season with a player like uh, Nathan Aki or Keane, um, just because they have such great fixtures. But I think it's I would rather pay more or pay less personally. Right. Like yeah, the the price here does not seem to yield a lot of value. Right, like you're not necessarily going to get consistent returns, and you're not necessarily going to have a super cheap player that just ticks along with a few points either. Yeah, and uh, you're not going to get a lot of clean sheets unless you're grabbing that one player that makes it right. through to a, a consistent starting position on the top two, three sides. Yeah, we need we need more info. Yeah, yeah. agreed. We, we need more info. So, all right, let's talk budget. There's not actually not a lot to talk about with the budget situation either. Um, a stanchion said anything listed for four million likely to play hashtag tough task. I, I think tough task indeed. You know, last year we had Juan Basaka, who was a, a simple pick um, that everybody had in their team started at the outside back spot. Did he start the season at four or 4.5? Four, four, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 4.0. So, you know, we had that player and it just, to have that just frees up so much. It, it, the flexibility, you know, we were really lucky last year to have that. This year, there's not much of that going on. I mean, we already talked a little bit about Greenwood, about how, you know, there's a chance that he could get some minutes. But by no means is he a nailed-on starter for them game week in and out. Is there anyone that we have a sniff, right? Like, oh, it looks, smells like there could be a starter here. You know, is there anybody like that? Um, I have whiff and a sniff, as I always like to say, Jake. Yeah, whiff and a sniff. I haven't figured it out completely, but like Kelly is like owned by twenty three percent of FPL side, so I guess there's probably a lot of thoughts that he may be one. Um, or and he's just with, a throwaway. That's the other thing, right? He could just be a throwaway defender. That's what other people sometimes might be thinking. Because isn't he at four Yeah, he is at four point yeah. Um. But I guess why is he so much more owned than any other 4.0? I feel like there's some thoughts that maybe he'll play with like Sako's injury and someone, yeah. I feel like someone else is injured on the Crystal Palace back line. Um, and then I do think Bournemouth might give you your best chance um, just with their injuries there and their outside backs like Simpson or uh, Rico might be starting. But but no, there's nowhere even nobody even close to uh, Juan Basaka last year. Um, what's his name? Deadknocker. People yeah. like him, don't they? Yeah, but he's four point five, which which is the lowest you can go in the midfield. So I do. I mean, I agree. I think he's a good facilitator for the midfield if you're going with a four point five midfielder. Is Westwood at four point five as well? No, Westwood's a whole. He's five point five. I mean, I think the other oh, really? player you could consider is like Dale Stevens, maybe for. Um, Brighton, always a disappointment, but sure, if you want a player that probably will start at 4.5 in the midfield, he's your other option. Yeah, I haven't actually, I've not really dug through the, this lower tier of players yet. Mm-hmm. The way my team structure has kind of worked out is that I haven't needed like that throwaway spot at the moment, but I'd really like to find that player. I, I'd like to have one defender like at four. Um, you know, I like to have one defender at four, one midfielder at 4.5, and I like to have one forward at 4.5. And then uh, I just roll with it, you know, like and I, I try to find guys that are just going to get like a point or two points every week. And that's good enough for me because I'm not I don't worry about subs, really. So, yeah, agreed. I think we'll talk more about like our formations when it gets closer to the start of the season because we'll know a lot more. Yeah, I guess if anyone that, you know, I know it's supposed to be our job, but if anybody listening has like a tip on a you know on one of these super low price guys that you you know you'd be willing to share we'd be really interested to hear um who the player is you know why you've decided that you think that they they are a good pick um you know not necessarily just like a throwaway player right like somebody that you think like oh yeah this guy's gonna slide into the lineup you know it's a little hard a lot of times these guys will come as well in uh in the reg in the the promoted sides and mm-hmm. you know just that's a hard thing to know unless you really follow those promoted sides. So um, anyone that has some info on that, we'd be be appreciative 
uh, if you pass it on. Uh, FPL Lucky, FPL Locker. Ah, I see what he did there. My main focus is looking for four point. Oh, playing defenders and seeing who may start for City and Chelsea particularly. So for the record, uh, Lucky Lucker wrote four point sex sounds. He took that from two point sex sounds. Mm-hmm. Was that bad that I did the sound though? Still, I think I think it is. I don't know. It's like is I it cheated copyright? on two point sex sounds. Yeah, like yeah. I'm no. sorry, two point sex sounds. I apologize. That wasn't fair of me to do to you, and I never meant to hurt you like I did. Yeah, you heard him. I mean, unless he doesn't listen to this pod, but he probably will. Yeah, he will. Although figuring out Pep's roulette is hard enough in the regular season, so we have no chance of figuring out his game week one team form uh, from preseason. So, yeah, we're looking for some 4.0 playing defenders. I don't know. I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah, um, we didn't talk talk about holding. He's 4.5, but he's an interesting player to consider on a top like six side, even though Arsenal suck at defense. Yeah, they're know. pretty bad, but uh, he's currently kind of in my squad. Like, I, I'm considering using him, so I don't know. We'll see how that pl- – I got to I gotta track that. We got to see, actually, if he's going to yeah. play, we right? Didn't, yeah, we do have to see. I mean, we have to see if he's healthy. I mean, we have to wait to see if Me- when Mendy will be healthy right. for, you know, Man City. Um, and then Rudinger for Chelsea even. Like, is he going to be healthy? Like, yeah. a lot of people have um, – oh, my God, the Dutch tall uh, – fuck i can't think of christensen christensen yeah a lot of people are talking about having christensen but like if rudinger comes back in like a week or two do you, do you really want to do that i i personally wouldn't bother yeah, but i wouldn't yeah. uh we didn't talk about goalkeepers are we gonna do that a different pod i mean let's do like let's just do it okay let's, let's just it. talk who what are you looking for in the goalkeeper situation right now i mean let's let's pull up goalkeepers and and we can yeah. talk a little bit about like I don't know. I, there's, you know, I don't want to get into strategy right now, right? But mm-hmm. at so so, if we were going to talk about strategy, we'd talk about like, oh, do you want to go premium or do you want to go? You know, that's really the conversation that you want to have about yeah. goalkeepers. Um, yeah. I guess the question is, is there anything that we're watching for in this preseason with goalkeepers? It is a position that, you know, goalkeepers want first team reps to start the season. Uh, managers, I think, are a little. I don't know. I think they're a little bit more willing to like start a goalkeeper in preseason matches than like some field players, right? Because like they want to protect those field players, but they want their goalkeepers to get some touches. I don't know if that's true or not. It's just kind of always been my thought behind that. So, you know, watching for who's playing could give us a good idea. Is there anyone, Jake, that you're interested in kind of seeing how they're performing in the preseason or, or if they're getting minutes or what their, what their situation the, is? The only thing I'm interested in is who's going to be starting at Burnley because I think that's yeah. the only goalkeeper that's 4.5 that I would even remotely consider. I see a lot of people putting Matt Ryan in and they're like, yeah, 4.5 and 4. I think you're fucking nuts to have Matt Ryan as your goalkeeper. He scored 104 points last year. So unless he goes off, you're going to be losing near 70 points. And you could or just say you go with Fab again from West Ham. That's a 40 point difference for half a mil. Like you're fucking nuts, in my opinion, to do that. But yeah, didn't didn't we whatever. last year figure out like how many points per million you should be looking to get out of your starting lineup? Yeah, like yeah, we should week. have someone come back and tweet. Yeah, that we gotta at talk. Us. We gotta. We should look at that again because I can't remember. Like, so you know, forty points spread out though over the entire season, right? It's a, it's like a difference of roughly like a point a week, right? Agreed, but I I feel like for half a mil it's worth it, and and but I mean yes, we should probably look back into that. I just think that you can only start one goalkeeper. You're gonna bleed a lot of points there over the season, and is that extra half mil spent somewhere else gonna really make the difference? Like, who are you? Are you going from Erickson to De Bruyne, or are you like you know what I mean? Like, are you going from Van Dyke to like Rabo with that I don't know I just don't see what you're going to be doing with that extra half mil that you're saving yeah that well I don't know that's that's getting into some team structure stuff I don't want to get too deep in the weeds there but the, you know sometimes it's a culmination of moves right it's not like it's not a direct one for one situation right like so you go from a five four a five to a 4.5 on one point on on your team 
and maybe you're able to do that one other place. And then you have a full mill to move another player up. You know what I mean? Like it's normally not like a direct correlation between those two things. Normally there's more than just two players involved. Agreed. Agreed. I, I just think to me, it's like, I'd rather spend the money on like a you know, five or 5.5 keeper like Pickford or Larice, and, you know, Pickford outscored Ryan by 57 points. Like right. I think a mill to me is that's really worth it. We got to look that up again. I, I, um, we, we did the calculations last year, right? It's just basically based off of like final scores, right? Mm-hmm. So you got to figure out like what every million is worth for you. Mm-hmm. Um, We'll talk about that next week when we get into, you know, team structure a little bit more and and how we want to maybe put our teams together and some strategies or like some different uh, points of view, right, for like how to address team structure. So um, let's save that because I, th- I really think the goalkeeper situation is, is um, for me, the place that I kind of start on my team with w- the direction that I'm going to go with my strategy. So that will be worth talking about. So. All right. Sounds like All a right. plan. Um, couple of finish, uh, finishing up questions. Or, well, let's do this. Um, yeah, check out our, our Patreon if you'd like, um, The Art of the Dive. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DiveFPL, Instagram, The Art of the Dive, online on our website at DiveFPL.com or on Facebook. Uh, download our podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, Podbean, Overcast, Pocket Cast app, and CastBox. We're also a bunch of other places uh, wherever you can basically find podcasts. Please subscribe to the podcast um, and then write a review, leave a ranking. It really helps get our podcast out there. Um, Jake, a couple of questions to finish it up. Trust the Pogs says, which American player do you see as the best FPL asset this year? Uh, are there any American players in the EPL besides Pulisic? Uh, well, Yedlin, hurt. Oh, that's right. He's hurt, yeah. Uh, Reem is gone now. Uh, Miazga yeah. over at Chelsea probably won't make the squad. <laughs> Uh, Cameron Carter Vickers <laughs> probably won't Sw- play. Swansea? Or he was he loaned, on... loaned to Swansea, right? So oh, was, yeah, isn't, yeah. He, was, isn't he a Spurs asset still? Or did they buy him out? I have no idea. Yeah, so probably you got to say Pulisic, right? P- Pulisic it is. Yeah, by poopy, default. Poopy pools, as I like to call him. Yeah. I mean, the good news is he won't be playing a lot with the American national team, so he'll be really well rested. Yeah, it's Pukakasic, as I always like to say. Yeah, Pookie and Pukakasic. Yeah. Uh, ben Miller says, what's the hardest part of playing FPL in America compared to the UK? I just moved to Chicago. <laughs> well, Ben, you are fucked. <laughs> uh, at least he's not out in the West Coast because my answer would be waking up at 4 a.m. to watch games is the most terrible thing in the world. Yeah, it's just getting up early. But um, in Chicago, it's not so bad. Um you know, I, I'm central time as well. So you just got to get up at five 30 or six in the morning for your teams. It's really not a big deal. Um, if you really care about the game, Ben, you'll get up. Okay. Yeah. It just is a thing. I just wake up. I get the house to myself, make yeah, some breakfast nice. and coffee. It's nice. It's not bad. Watch that alley video a few times yeah, on your phone. Watch the alley video, get prepared for Spurs Arsenal. Exactly. Cool. Have a good time. Uh, All right, let's get out of here, Jake. Uh, Nice podcast, buddy. Uh, We'll be releasing this on Sunday, and then we'll have another pod coming out next week. So make sure to check us out. Support us anywhere you can. We really appreciate it. I'm Marco. And I'm Jake. And remember, you should dive. Died. Did you say die, or did you say dive? (laughs) I said dive. (laughs) I said dive. Did you say died? Or dive. No, I, I said dive, but I did say dive. Well, the whole pod's rude now. We need to do the whole oh, thing from the start. No, it's fine. It's fine. I just don't get it. Wouldn't die be the correct? Damn it, one? Jake. <laughs>